The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. And it's Friday, a beautiful Friday in July. A pretty special Friday as well, Jay Litt and I, because you're off for the next two weeks. Yeah. How excited are you right now? Just got to muscle through these four hours and boom, done. I tell you, when I woke up at about 1.32 in the morning last night throwing (laughs) up, I thought today was going to be the longest day on the planet. Well, it still could be. It was. The next six hours were pretty long. Hmm. Things are a little better now, though. So. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm sure I, I look forward to having you away. A change is as good as a rest, they say. Sometimes so it's a nice little break, isn't You it? get a rest, I get a change. <laughs> I enjoy working with uh, Brad, not yeah. as much as you, but I do enjoy working with Brad, so it's fun. We'll be able to get into a groove together. It's one thing to be replaced for a day. It's another yeah, to be replaced right. for two weeks. You know, yeah. you get into a into a groove, and, and so I'm looking forward to that. Good, yeah. good, good. And, of course, I've got people coming over tonight very excited. Yeah, I don't think you are. But I, am, I am, I am, I okay. am. I'm manifesting good... Uh, good, okay. Yeah. Good weather, good food, good vibes. Yeah, there is... family. Exactly. There is uh, some chance that we'll see a thunderstorm at some point. Uh, I hope that's not true because I, I, we've got a deck party planned. Yeah. It'll be the first time my two brothers and I have been together in the same place in over 30 years. Mm. And we're missing one brother, Jim. He's still in Ottawa. I'm reminded of uh, that movie. I wouldn't say I'm missing him, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> he won't be there. But three of us together tonight, so it should be fun. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, um, today on the show, we have uh, another four-pack of tickets to give away to that Oil Country Championship Golf Tournament mm. taking place next week at the uh, Petroleum Golf and Country Club. And let's not forget that it's uh, Friday, so I've pulled and piled and uh, and paper clipped together all the uh, stories from the big blue folder that we didn't get to throughout the week. There's some uh, there's some gooders. Some gooders in there and we have a couple of gooders today too. Yeah, people behaving badly on airplanes, air, airplanes which will be your <laughs> fun as well. Always a popular Type of topic. <laughs> also, um, we've been uh, we saw this the other day and um, thought it might be fun uh, if you think about it right now and you can text us at 6:30 what you think what you think is the top music video of the 21st century I'm surprised uh, that one or two of them did not make the top 10 that I would have assumed if I, if I closed my eyes and said which rock video or or music video not necessarily rock had the greatest impact mm-hmm. I, I would have thought and perhaps it is on here and I missed it but I would have thought uh, Michael Jackson and um, what's the one with, um, you know, the horror movie guy? Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. but the Thriller. Thriller, yes, of course. <laughs> and who's the horror movie guy? Vincent Price. Vincent Price, right. I would have See, thought that would be pay on the attention. list. I looked at the top 20. I didn't go to the next 80. Mm. It's because it was a, to- a list of top 100. So I looked at the top 10. Yeah, I'm at top 20. So, mm. Well, that's how much more thorough you are than I. <laughs> <laughs> than me. <laughs> uh, how about the Eskimos last night? That was quite a clinic they put on after the first quarter. Well, after the first quarter, I was coming home from uh, 
uh, well, I was at the doctor's, and then I was stopped by my mom-in-law's to pick the peppers out of my pepper plant garden. If you could pick the peppers from your pepper, pepper plant, plant garden. garden. Hmm. Um, so uh, I had a little visit with her, but uh, I turned it on briefly, and I heard that the uh, the owls were up by 7, and I thought, oh, jeepers. Well, listen. Well, I know, but it, like I said yesterday, <laughs> yeah. sometimes when a team is really, 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 really hungry, mm. um, you just never know what can happen. Yeah, I but don't think it was... But then you have another team that's, you know, much better. Yeah. So... I don't, I don't know that really hungry uh, described what the owls did in the first quarter. I think... If anyone was really hungry, it was the refs. They were really hungry to throw flags, or, or well, the Eskimos were really hungry to get penalties. The the, the refs a, marched the ball down the field for the. There, yeah, you know what though? You look at you know I don't know if it's a discipline thing again or not, oh, but there is. was a, a boatload. If it, if it was a better team than Montreal, yeah, we would have been in trouble. That's absolutely true. I yeah. mean, they got a, a pass interference call in the end zone. So that puts it on the yeah. one-yard line. That's yeah. how they scored their touchdown. You're like, okay, well, any team given three opportunities to move the ball one yeah. yard should be able to move the ball one yeah. yard, right? So, Loved uh, seeing C.J. Gable back in uh, the game, having some uh, a couple of huge plays. That Duke. Duke. <laughs> oh, guy's a highlight reel, eh? eh? I know. It's fun to watch the team. We were watching that Still last night. Still some issues night. with defense. Yeah. Though, and special teams. We were watching that last night, and Coach said, you know, if Duke keeps playing like that, he'll, he'll get a serious look by some uh, NFL clubs next year. Well, you know, as Morley, oh, yeah. As Morley Scott pointed out uh, on Twitter last night after the game, he said everybody went into the game talking about uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Manziel, and everyone left talking about Mike mm-hmm. Riley, and that's absolutely true. And that, that happens a lot. I mean, He never went Riley in the game. They never clinic. put him in. Yeah. No, I know, but what I'm talking about is Riley. Yeah. I mean, Riley puts on a clinic on a, on a regular basis. <laughs> well, so. it, it is funny, actually, because when you follow a particular sports team and then you listen to a national broadcast, and it doesn't matter who's doing it or what the mm-hmm. sport is, they're, sure, they're knowledgeable on all the teams, but they don't watch the one team like a fan of that team does, right? And it was funny, uh, I think with a minute or so, minute 44 perhaps left in the first half, one of the sportscasters says, well, you know, that's a lot of time for Mike Riley. Oh, yeah, no, buddy. That's a lifetime. He's He scored, I think, in one play or two plays after that. I was like, oh, no. Mike Riley does not need a minute and 44 to put it in the end zone when he's on, and he was last night. We'll talk uh, more with Brian Hall coming up a little later on. He's uh, taking care of sports business. Morley should be back next week at some point. Hope so. Uh, let's start with this though, uh, because we have a number of airline stories today. But I wanted to start with this one, and and not necessarily surprising, but airline passenger complaints have increased tenfold in Canada over five years. Yeah, the numbers have gone up. The Canadian uh, complaints to the Canadian Transportation Agency um, has reached more than five thousand complaints. They said 27, 2018. That's almost ten times the number uh, that the agency received in 2012, 2013. Only 583 complaints then, but again, it's one of those things. Is oftentimes is when you know now that there is a, a, a place yep. to go complain. People will do it now instead of just you know grumbling to themselves. Um, increases have they say across the board huge spikes in complaints about everything from baggage and ticketing to reservations and boardings that were denied, and uh, the the uh, CTA received about 1,300 complaints about flight disruptions last year. To be honest with you, I'm surprised that number is that low. Yeah. I thought the number would be higher. Uh, yeah, because here's the thing, and by the way, I have to mention, I did this with the songs too. The reason Thriller's not on that list is it's 21st century, so it's 2000 and beyond. That's why. Go. 
Yeah, yeah, sorry. So just to clarify, yeah, that's my fault. Thank you for texting. Um, here's what I think. I think not only is there a mechanism now for individuals to complain about their treatment on an airline, not only uh, do people get more uh, mileage out of social media complaints, mm-hmm. and because, you know, these days, uh, you know, a viral video is, people are waiting for a viral video when they're on an airline. But I think the third thing is the airlines have only themselves to blame because when you cram people in and charge them $2 for a pillow and do and take away all the perks and benefits of air travel, you put everyone in a bad mood. So they're looking for problems and they're looking for an opportunity. And I'm not saying the problems aren't legitimate. They are. They're looking for an opportunity mm-hmm. to complain. Oh, we're, we're all just, you know, scanning all the time what's yeah. going on, what's going on. Um, all of the airlines, uh, all the major car- carriers have had more grievances filed against them. Air Canada, WestJet, Air Transat, and Porter Airlines. Does not, the, the, the data does not include some of the new ultra-low-cost carriers that have just entered the market, like Flare Air or Swoop. But again, when it comes to the ultra-low-cost, and you, when you do, and you're expecting to absolutely pay for everything, you know... Well, you know, and there's a, there's another reason, right? Because discount airlines are not a new thing in the world, mm-hmm. and they're not a new thing in the aviation. Yeah, but they are in Canada, mm-hmm. and I and I think Canadians are taking some time to adjust to what a no frill airline actually looks like. And I know that they've been attempted in Canada and not succeeded for that reason. But in Europe, I mean, there's so many great. Uh, I've seen so many great uh, comedy bits about no frill airlines mm-hmm. uh, going back years upon years uh, Benny Hill used to love to do a weekly segment on no frill airlines where you want to go to the washroom it's a pound to get into the, <laughs> like that kind of thing but it's something that they're accustomed to that we're not so as airlines start moving towards the no frill model I think Canadians are pushing back because we're we're already mad aren't we that the, there's not enough room to stretch out that, you know, and we have to pay for an extra bag. All the things mm-hmm. that they gave us in the first place that they've taken away, it, it puts people in a bad mood. Yeah, I have found one of the best things. And I know you talk about social media and, and complaining on social media um, if other things haven't happened. But uh, Air Canada's... Um, when I've had to deal with, um, you know, instead of trying to find the number, the email, whatever it is online, I've just gone to... Twitter and direct message mm-hmm. them, and they have people standing by handling those DMs. Oh, yeah. And I have had, and I'll be honest with you, such great service mm-hmm. through the Twitter direct messages to Air Canada than I have with really sitting and waiting on a phone or waiting for someone to call back or anything like that. It's been uh, astounding. I have, I have cancelled, I have cancelled flights. I have uh, had them put in the in the in the Air Canada bank to use next time down the road. <laughs> All through Twitter, I've had the kids rescheduled from their flights from Tokyo to Vancouver, all through really? Twitter direct messages. I've, I've actually got a thing going on. Uh, yeah, I don't want to actually draw too much more attention to it, but uh, we've talked about how if you're going to have a social media yeah. presence or an online presence, you have, have to actually yeah. stay on top of yeah. it, right? It's, I think it's worse for you otherwise. It is. Yeah. And, and I mentioned that, you know, there was this plumber that I had reached out to on their website, on their form submission page saying, listen, I've got a problem with this. Can someone call me in the morning with my name, my address, my phone number, the issue, the yeah. model number or whatever? And uh, never heard back from them. So last night, uh, now almost a month has gone by, and this was their emergency contact form, <laughs> right, for after hours. And I just tweeted, hey, with the name yeah. of the company, you know, I, I'm still waiting for a call. Well, they tweeted back 
within, I mean, within minutes of being open this morning, I don't even think they were open yet. They tweeted back saying, here's my phone number, here's our phone number, phone us. And that's great and, and good on you. Uh, but I said, well, the issue's been resolved, but perhaps you should have a service call for your online form. Mm-hmm. Again, they're obviously responsive. They're just, they've either forgotten about the form or the form isn't working properly or email's or going it, into a junk folder yeah, or something, happened something needs to be tweaked there because as you say, you know, if you're going to offer a service and then not provide that, not follow up with the service, it, it does mm-hmm. more to alienate a customer than it does to, you know, win a customer over. No, oh, without a doubt. A month. And obviously it's not that they take a month to get back to customers. That email, that form went somewhere. Right? Maybe they forgot to check their forms. Maybe it's, like I say, in a junk folder or something. Man, hopefully I've done them some uh, service. Because maybe they'll look in that folder and see the... How many calls the thousand Edmontonians <laughs> that wanted to get plumbers. Uh, when you talk about uh, the airlines, lots of airline uh, stories today. And over the past week, there was one, uh, an Air China, was an Air China one where a baby was found in the bathroom? Yes. Off a newborn's body found in the bathroom of an Air Asia India flight. Um, it landed in New Delhi on Wednesday. A woman who was on the flight, obviously suspected to have given birth, she she was being held by police for questioning. And not a whole other details uh, been released. But yeah, that one was just a... Yeah, a, a listener actually uh, sent me the link to that one saying this is beyond what you guys normally talk about when it comes to mm-hmm. behaving badly. I don't know how you th- thought... It wouldn't be found. It wouldn't be found, and they wouldn't figure out that it was probably the well, pregnant lady. Well, I baby. wonder, you know, I wonder how far along she was, and how old, you know. Well, anyway, just sad. And then, how about the Air Iraqi uh, fi- flight? Well, Two pilots. Flight, but that's the correct. pilots throwing haymakers at each other. <laughs> Thirty-seven thousand feet in the air. An argument breaks out in the cockpit. One hundred and fifty-seven passengers on board. It was headed to Iraq from the uh, Mashhad Airport, which is a city uh, northeastern most uh, province of Iran, when security guards on the plane had to intervene to break up the, the haymakers, as you said, being thrown by the pilots of the plane. And this, you know, this is an ominous statement from uh, their transportation, uh, depart- their uh, Ministry of Transportation, MOT. Uh, quote, they will have no chance of escaping harsh penalties <laughs> and will face the worst and most severe punishments. It, it sounded Yikes. quite, yeah, well, of course they are. Yeah, the least of which is the denial of flight for life. <laughs> You're okay. I don't so, want to go to that meeting. So, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reprimand. Yeah, that's, um, that's so going to be as, more than a letter on your file. As we go into the break here, I want to throw this out of here, out of here, and I want to get uh, Chedville's reaction to this and what you think about it. Um, a lot of you, I know, have traveled with children. There was a, a journalist out of the UK. Her name's uh, Shauna Sibbery. She was on a, a television show, and she admitted that she gives her kids a nip of, I think it's called uh, Thanergan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a medication used to treat nausea, vomiting, allergies, symptoms. I think I saw it um, over here. It's um, like Somnex. 
but it's also like kind of gravel-ish and you know that sort of stuff and so she does that um, on on long-haul flights to help them sleep she's a mom of four and she says you know what she says you got to do it it's you know the the kids it's it's a, a long trip for the kids long trip for the parents long trip for all the other passengers if the kids aren't behaving but she's the question is is it okay Mm-hmm. to sedate right. your child before a long-haul flight. so And not she, everyone's in agreement oh, on gosh, that. No. So she was on TV with a doctor, and the doctor was like, well, I wouldn't advise any parent to do that because you technically you shouldn't, but many people do. Right, his argument being, and uh, probably quite correct, that while doctors may suggest it, that it's not a good practice, mm. it's it's one of those things where it's sort of a life cheat, which a doctor would never go on record as saying it's a good idea, because what you're relying on is the side effects of a medication. So you're saying the drowsiness. That, yeah, this makes somebody drowsy, mm-hmm. so therefore, you know, but the medication itself has a design and purpose, and those side effects could be much different in an individual so a child could vomit a child could well and some of them have the complete opposite exactly. reactions there's a small group of people that do so the so sub the subplot was uh, if you're going to do it which is not recommended but if you're going to do it maybe try it out at home in a small quantity to see what the reaction of your child so is. so what do you think chedville have you done this i know that my well, I just I won't say who this i know someone who would <laughs> um you know something there's a a, a purple syrup of some sort that I think was used for teething or something along the way that I know that um, a little child that was in my life at uh, one point would get a little bit of that before she was on any flights. Well, my mother gave us, like I say, a little oh, shot of brandy in the milk. My mom dipped our soothers. But in no doctor's going to recommend that. No, not at all. So what have you done? And do you agree with this journalist or do you agree with the doctor? What have you done? Let us know. Right, some of your texts coming in this afternoon. Um, drugging kids for being energetic kids is a bad idea. Look how um, bad of shape so many docile adults are. Kids need activity and society should be designed around providing that, not drugging them to sit quietly like they're 80 years old. <laughs> Trent says, uh, with the pace of the pot revolution in this country by the this time next year, I wouldn't be surprised if they'll be telling us to make our kids smoke a joint before getting on a plane. Wouldn't be the craziest thing we've heard in the last few years. Gravel, though, all the way on flights for kids keeps them from getting airsick, and they sleep better. DJ Turnell says, NyQuil naps. Hmm. Troy from Red Deer says, if there's an emergency, I don't want my child doped up and drowsy. What about this? When my boy was four months old or so, he was really constipated. My mom slipped a little sliver of a soap bar, Irish Spring, I think, uh, up his uh, bum. And boom, let's just say Mount Helen erupted. Wow. (laughs) That's different than sedating. Should make the distinction, by the way. We're not talking about dealing with anxiety. So we're not talking about children who are nervous about flying or who, you know, display um, symptoms of anxiety. We're talking about just children who would get bored on the flight. And I would tend to, you know, so we're going to make them sleep instead. I I would tend to side with those individuals who are saying, no, 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 you've got to, they've said plan an activity Mm. or or something for them to do. But the other thing is you got to sort of change their sleep cycle a little bit. So if you think that the best on a long flight would be that they grab a little sleep, yeah. Then, you know, you sort of ad- start to adjust their sleep cycle so that about the time your flight's taken off or during the course of your flight would be the normal time in which they'd sleep or nap. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when we were young parents, 
we would always do our trips at night. We'd wait for the kids to go to you sleep, go sleep and then we'd transfer then them into the car. They'd wake up in the other city. I mean, I know that's not always possible with yeah. a flight, but... Hmm. I mean, who didn't have a mom? Who's my age that didn't have a mom with a purse that was like the depth of a well? Like, it would, she yeah. would just reach in and pull out. And it didn't have to be anything fancy. Like, these days, it's, a, it's an app or something or a game, right? It used to be... I'm sounding so old. It used to be a piece of paper and a pen. Draw. Just draw something. Right, and then show. Then the parent would show some interest in what you'd drawn. That would just, encourage you yeah. to draw again. I just uh, a coloring book. You know, not having traveled with small people of my own, but been on many planes with small people. Um, I think that. I think there are some parents who are so worried about being those parents with that kid. Yeah. Um, so they're they're looking for something to do, and and you know, one of the trips came back. I watched a dad play like cups or something with a little girl the whole time and that worked just fine yeah think about it when you're born and when you're one two three four you don't know there's an internet no you don't know that there's apps you don't even know there's a phone so those who say all coloring books that's old school yeah your kid doesn't know any better get him a coloring book and a box of crayons yeah It'll, it'll. It's hours of fun. Get them one that they pick out, though, where they like certain yeah. pictures, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be high tech. It just has to take up their time. 229, Eileen has your news headlines up next. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.